Mike, turn your games down. Harvey, welcome to, welcome to episode 218 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Hubbardton, and who's yelling their abilities constantly in a little chippy voice with me tonight? <laughs> My name is Chris Dick Arson, and I am from the Pretentious Nerds. Uh, I have been on a few episodes, and I'm happy to be back. Yes, it's been a little bit, so it's good to have you back. You were on yeah. the a Live a Live episode before Live a Live came to America. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and now it's, I think, did pretty well, too, so love to see it. It made me happy, because I, I know in that episode I made the joke, like, ah, this will never come to America. And then, yep, twice it's Let's happened to me it. now where I record an episode about something that happens. It gets re <laughs> Well, this is a good trend. Hey, you know what? I would be completely okay about it happening with this game, because we are here to talk about Bisho Sensei, Sailor Moon, Another Story, or the title <laughs> of the episode is going to be Sailor Moon, Another Story, yes. which is a SNES RPG, came out in 1995, only in Japan. But yeah, it's a turn-based RPG, JRPG for, you know, to use that term. So yeah. a game that so I have a funny history of this game. So I have been looking at this game for so many years. I want to say it was when I first got into emulation on a website that some of you might know, maybe so somebody out there called qualityroms.com. I swear it was on that website back then with Nacho Godzilla and Tortilla something. I can't remember their stupid names. And they had a list of ROMs. And I want to say this was on there at one point. But my friend, I mean, we were I was in high school. You know, we were I think we were probably ninth or tenth grade. So, you know, we're. Or manly men. We were. <laughs> but, you know, we had that, like, you know, I wasn't cool to be liking Sailor Moon and, and you know, cool to be playing a Sailor Moon RPG. And I didn't stick with it. I, I didn't keep playing it. I think I tried it a little bit. And I just moved on. But it's something that's always been on my mind to play. And I've tried putting it on the show a couple times, and I just took it off. I'm like, well, you know. And then finally I was like, fuck it. I, I really want to play this once and for all and knock this off my list. Yeah, totally. What is your history with it, Chris? So my history is a little weird. I never I, I didn't even discover Sailor Moon until I was in high school. I, I guess it just passed me by. I grew up watching anime like Dragon Ball um, and Yu Yu Hakusho. And I don't know why Sailor Moon just missed that. But, because it wasn't uh, on Toonami. Yeah. Oh, that's probably. <laughs> I think that's why. Because I, I remember watching this at like three o'clock, two o'clock when I was in elementary school. I graduated in 06. It's kind of give you guys a somewhat math. And I don't think this was, too, I think this is before Toonami. This was on something, it was on something, or maybe it was on Cartoon Network, but it was on the same time in the morning when, or afternoon when Robotech was on too. Interesting. Do it you right know before what channel Robotech. it was on? It might have been Cartoon Network. Really? I get, but it huh. was, I want to, but it was before, I'm pretty sure this was before the whole Toonami thing. This is definitely before, like you have Cowboy Bebop is on later. You had Dragon mm -hmm. Ball Z on constantly. This is before all that. Interesting. Maybe I guess I just missed it. Or maybe I had a thing where I was like, as a kid, I went from like Cartoon Network, only watching Cartoon Network to only watching Nickelodeon to like only watching Disney Channel. And I don't know why I did this, but it's just how it was. <laughs> so I get that. But I yeah, yeah, no, it was on. I don't think it was because I, I know I watched it when I was younger. I know I was in elementary school. And then by the time I was in high school, it wasn't I I'm pretty positive it wasn't on anymore. So the early yeah, 2000s, it wasn't yes. airing. Piece that I remember. Yeah, I guess that would make sense. I'm trying to place it with my girlfriend's age, but regardless, that she's the one who like got me into it. I guess. Cut to 2020. Um, Sailor Moon has largely existed out of my life. I just know about it, and then I get with my girlfriend now, and she is obsessed with Sailor Moon. I, as I'm sitting currently, she has a Sailor Venus shrine on the shelf next to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So. 
in addition to all her other Sailor Moon figures, you know, there's a whole dedicated Venus section. We have a, like a bunch of, oh my gosh, there's just so many, yeah, there's so many figures. And when I met her, obviously it's like, oh, you really like Sailor Moon. So she was like, okay, I'll like, I'll show you Crystal because, you know, like, we'll watch it. I've never seen it before. Yeah, it's kind of the thing to get into. And Crystal is still releasing technically in movie form now. But Oh, yeah, because the, sh- the series went, I think, what, five seasons, right? Yeah, so there's five arcs, you know, major arcs, and each season is an arc. Um, and, you know, we got three seasons in Crystal, our show, and then they moved over to season four, which is a movie, and then season five, which is also a movie, coming out. Uh, sometime in the next month or so, I think maybe oh, June. That's cool. I mean, so yeah, they're like also with Sailor Moon. Like I later in life, well, not that much later, but like 2006, 2007, when I when I left, I moved out and I moved in with with my girlfriend at the time. She was big into Sailor Moon, and we bought a bunch of the, which I'm now pretty sure a bootleg. <laughs> there was oh. this, like there was like the store near us that used to sell like you know electronics, and they'd have mm-hmm. a huge anime section. They would sell games, records, all sorts of stuff. And this is like 2006. They they don't exist anymore. But I had bought a bunch of like Cowboy Bebop, a bunch of series on there, and then I when I was googling like last year or so. I realized like yeah, these are not official. These are Chinese China ripoffs. <laughs> yeah, no, she. She has she has bootleg versions and real versions, but yeah, she bought those as a kid. I I discovered like I, when I was getting really into anime in high school, I discovered that bootlegs were a thing, and I bought uh, a Rekka Seven bootleg, and it was a disaster. <laughs> I mean, these just, run fine. It just wasn't until like I thought they were official releases, and it wasn't until when I was looking up stuff about Cowboy Bebop, and I'm like, wait a second, this is not the official release. This is how all of them look that I bought from the store that the store had. Like, tons of these, they were all in the same type of case. They were all in the same type of shape. And it's like, yeah, because they were... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that was... And and I had watched... We were trying to go through all of Sailor Moon. We didn't finish. I think we got the season... I got to when Uranus and Neptune showed up at some point around there, but before Pluto and Saturn. Because I had no idea who Pluto or Saturn were in this game. Completely no idea. So Pluto and I think so Pluto is from season two. Maybe I didn't even watch season two. Yeah, yeah, I think you might be getting mixed up. So Pluto is introduced with Chibiusa because that's like who she looks up to. And then Uranus and Neptune are introduced in season three. Because I know I saw Neptune and, and Uranus. But maybe it was just because I saw them like random episodes that would be on the Cartoon Network. Yeah, that's probably it. You know, and I missed the stuff with Pluto, and I definitely missed the stuff with Saturn. But maybe Saturn's later. Yeah, Saturn's later. She's okay. like the last one they get, and even when they do get her, she's kind of in a very weird place among all of them. She also, I mean, I, she's not. I'm not the Sailor Moon expert here. Oh, that's all. fine. But, yeah, you no know more than you have more than me. But that's the thing about this game. I think you can enjoy this game even without a huge background. Like this game, I think oh, takes boy. place after season three, mm-hmm. but it's a whole different like story. Cause you know, another story. Cause it's essentially like, okay, this is, this stuff happened instead, but it has a lot of throwbacks to, you know, people who would have watched the original show. Like the fact, like you fight queen barrel at one point point. you have a bunch of stuff with her, which is the first one of the, you know, the very early villain of the show, the yeah, first arc. And, and the way, like, especially for someone like my girlfriend who I played the game with, she was able to point out like every little thing that popped up. There would be references to like a Sailor Moon movies and like just there was references to codename Sailor, uh, Sailor V, the original, you know, Sailor V uh, Venus manga. 
and just all these little things that just kind of like for great for longtime fans of Sailor Moons. Uh, but even as a not a longtime fan myself, I love uh, traditional turn-based JRPGs. And it's, Same. it's yeah, it the sprites look really good and it just feels like a fun adventure that I think works without knowledge of the show and with knowledge of the show. I think you just obviously get more out of it uh, being a fan of it, but <laughs> I had a great time playing it and she had an amazing time watching it. Okay. And like the enemies, they aren't just like random RPG enemies. They're all based on enemies from the show. That you're oh, fighting. <laughs> yeah. There would be uh, like random, like just random encounters to be like, wait, I remember that enemy from that episode, you know, it's just, yeah. it's a great, just callbacks and everything and it all wrapped in a story that I felt was a nice, almost like movie, like continuation of the sailor moon plot. I, and that's kind of why I think this game is so good. And what it's trying to do is that it, its story is so well-written in the, in the, in the vein of the show. So I just watching or playing this game felt like playing an episode of the show itself and i just it really nailed that vibe better than i could have ever hoped for like even the first enemy you fight in this game is a throwback to the first episode of sailor moon on the, the original show that's yeah, a, that's totally. the first enemy she fights when she first comes to sailor moon in the jewelry store with her friend yeah and it's like that that whole first fight is like is a callback essentially yeah. to the first episode and that, it just feels so lovingly crafted to and it does i think better than a lot of like games you know like i'm so a lot of games you know will kind of be like oh we're retelling the story again but like the one piece game that just came out is them experiencing the first like first episodes over again and or you know it's just like okay they know what's gonna happen we're just going through the motions but in sailor moon this is a continuation uh it's like so the characters already know what's gonna happen and it serves as a nice callback but with a different take on it. So she's encountering the monster in this jewelry store, but she has power, like she has her super sailor moon power yet. So she's powered up in a different space. So you can kind of see her interact uh, in a unique way that, you know, is different from what I think most games try to do with this. Cause I think originally when I first messed around with this game, I thought it was just, you know, going to retell part of the, the story from the show. And I was surprised yeah. that it goes completely different, but it, it keeps that theme. I mean, I think one of the problems that could have been the translation patch wasn't the best. There actually is a newer translation patch that was done in 2020. I did not play that. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay, that, that probably is what I played. Then I played the original one that I think comes out in the nine in the like late 90s, early 2000s. Oh, interesting. But yeah, there's two different. I, I didn't know about it until I was watching YouTube videos after this, after I beat the game and I was looking up some information for this episode. And somebody was talking about, like, there's another patch. Because there are things that didn't make sense. There was like, oh, we need the Ginzu. And I'm like, what the fuck is the Ginzu? Like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I know it's just, like, I'm like, okay, you didn't translate something. You're just using, you know, essentially what the Japanese word is, which means nothing to me. And there's a couple different times when they did that. They just translated it into English letters, but it's not an English word, so it doesn't make sense to us what they're talking about. I'm like, oh, okay, it's a MacGuffin. That's all I took it. Because yeah. I figured it's something I'm missing. Had I actually been caught up on the show, it would probably make sense. Why I was not. Interesting. Yeah, I, I never thought of it. So that probably was a 
as far as the story goes, I imagine that was kind of a different experience. Well, did you have it where they're like, oh, did you when? Because there's a there's a MacGuffin they keep talking about through the entire game, which is called a Ginzu, and then there's something else with also with Zoo Z H O U in the word. Did you see that? Any of that ringing a bell? There, no, it's not the Zoo part of the word sounds familiar, but I can't. Then you must. Then you probably play the 2020 patch because yeah, they oh, say I definitely it played the 2020 version constantly. It is like whatever whatever they needed or whatever the the bad people needed to reset destiny. It was that item. They oh they uh, they wanted the I, again I could be wrong here. It's been about a year since I played it, but <laughs> they wanted the um, the silver crystal to reset. Okay, the, uh, yeah, they in the in the in the version I play with the old patch, they say silver crystal sometimes, but they also keep saying Ginzu majority of the time. Interesting. Like we gotta protect huh. the Ginzu. We gotta go back and get the Ginzu. We she wants the Ginzu to trade me for Rini's life, like stuff like that constantly. Yeah, she wanted the she wanted the silver crystal. Okay, that makes a lot more sense because near the end of the game in the patch that I had, they actually start calling it silver crystal. <laughs> I mean, it's, it. so interesting. It was a weird take. There's also one part where Sailor Venus was cutting down Sailor Moon like badly, and I'm like, this seems like a like a bad translation. Like it was missing. Yeah, she's like, like she's hurtful. selfish and she's petty, but she's our friend. It's like just like, and there's a way they said more stuff than that, but I'm like, this is weird. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, no, nothing like that. I guess the the translation I played felt a lot more like the show and how they you know discussed. Maybe I could give that up to the uh, translation team, you know, with how well they were able to kind of nail the feel and vibe of the uh, show. I think it's also more of time, like 2020, probably whoever did it was like much more like this is going to be, you know, whoever probably did this in the 90s was probably like, fuck it, I'm just going to do this just because I can and I throw my name on it. Oh, yeah, it could just be like one the 90s, I imagine, I imagine very small team, you know, just probably one or two people. Probably just one like wanna, Yeah, probably just want to try it out. I, nowadays. These fan translation can have whole teams, you know, their their projects, their whole. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, also the Internet is more like everything yeah. is much more. So it's like, you know, it's easier. But I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised at the time if just like one or two guys just like, hey, let's just do this project together. Yeah. Oh, totally. and after a while, like we don't even care anymore. Just get this done. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's that happens. <laughs> yeah. Man. So I guess going on, I wanted your opinion because the really interesting part of the game I just didn't expect is when you, I guess you're solo and you go to around the world as each uh, of the four cast or, you know, there, I guess, sorry, not four, but like Venus, Mars, not Venus, sorry, Mars, Mercury, you're right. Jupiter. It's Mercury, Mars, Jupiter, Venus and Venus. Yes. Thank you. The Venus so, is just the last chapter of it. Cause first you have the first part of the game where you, God, I don't remember what the hell you're doing in chapter one. I think it's when you find out about the, the group that you're fighting mm-hmm. and then you, and you have the original sailors all together, which got me hundred percent on board. I loved having that original team that I like, and you get Neptune, Saturn pretty early and you, and you, and Uranus. So you have the, you have pretty much the whole team, but Pluto, I don't remember a whole lot what you did. I, Cause um, you I think you're, yeah, you're trying to stop them. There's not a whole lot. Like you just go from boss fight to boss fight. And it's pretty quickly before you drop into what's more of the real game in my lack of, wording is where it's called yeah. chapter two where that's when you are split up in the five different groups because mamaru chan which they kept saying i'm like it took me a little bit because i watched the english version of this but i also have watched the oh. japanese version of this <laughs> yeah, too. so i knew okay they're talking about tuxedo you know tuxedo mask and that yeah. character so i knew what they were saying even though it wasn't in in the words i wanted 
Sure. <laughs> but like he yeah. gets infected with the darkness because he, he sacrifices mm-hmm. himself to save to essentially save uh Rini and Moon, and that what leads to then you have to go to different parts of the world to find stones. And I like that because the idea, like for those that watched the first season of Sailor Moon, most likely if you're listening to the show you have that the, the first villains that they fight were actually the generals from the Earth Kingdom before everything happened. And I, I, I thought that was cool. You had to go back to the, where they're from in different areas to find stuff that they, these stones that they left to, yeah. to cure him. I really thought that was a cool, cool concept. And there's, like, I don't know if this was the game or maybe just my girlfriend knows, but, like, they were, they're kind of, the characters are shipped together, the, the four generals. Queen Beryl and uh, and the you know the four Sailor Scouts they're like they're kind of shipped together in a way and the game plays with that a little bit at least the you know my translation did that is uh, the in well <laughs> Sailor Moon fact here for you in the show definitely in Crystal and I'm assuming the original show too they were all lovers before Queen Beryl oh. does what she does. And in this game, it shows it. You actually have a flashback, or well, not really flashback. You go back in time to when Queen Beryl, who's the big villain in the first arc of Sailor Moon, actually attacks the Moon Kingdom and kills everybody. That's right. Yeah, I remember the... Yeah, and that's a really cool thing in the game that you do later, is when you do, you get to explore basically the... Oh, my God. The Millennium... Silver Millennium. As it's, you know, before its downfall. And I just thought that was really, you know, an exciting little... It has a lot of... fan bit cool things that I think it had I played had I watched the show more recently I would appreciate it even more totally but I still enjoyed it like it was still a f- even with me having the, the lack of information that I do have it was still a fun RPG I still had a great time just running around in the world and I thought that was impressive like also in the first chapter when you go and get your team back part of what you're doing is they're all like having these dreams of what they want in life yeah, and they're kind of being, yeah. and they're being not kind of. They are being manipulated by the the evil versions of you, essentially. Where this this villain put together a team, which I find this super amusing. Put together a team of like fake Sailor Moon scouts and gave them powers, oh. and they're all like the they're like the opposite of yeah, no opposite sensei, but they're the opposite of the, the original Opisito, or what I think my translation called them like the Opisito or something like that. Yeah, I think it did too. Um, yeah, the. And that that was cool. That I loved that because it, it felt like I don't know, those villains just felt like a part of a, of like a, a show or a movie so well. It's just like I could see them doing that, you know, totally in like a new Sailor Moon season where yeah. you're fighting these opposite versions of them and it just worked so well. And like and as the game progresses, you see how they were also manipulated by this villain to be kind of where they are. Like she yeah. played off like any good con man, she played off what they're their their wants and fears to get them to to join her and i thought that was a cool concept too that they that could they really show that too like they show that these people are being manipulated you know to to do this they're not you know evil per se they're just you yeah know, their world is supposed to end they think and their whole idea that they're going to change destiny to save their life what they think and they all have their own reasons of doing it themselves you know i think they had they wanted to destroy i god i believe it's destroy the uh, silver crystal they you know they felt jealous or angry against the sailor scouts and they had their own reason for doing it too like they they felt as if i i'm god i want to say i'm getting this right but in crystal tokyo in the future they felt like the silver crystal was wronging them yes, and they did. the 
Yeah, and the main villain took advantage of that. And I just, it's a really cool take, I think, because even in the show, the Silver Crystal is largely just an icon. You know, it's just, it is, it's there. You know, it's just going to be not really interact with the story at all. It's just what we want. It's just what everybody wants and why why we're fighting. But in the game, it kind of showed a different side of it I found was really interesting that like, hey, maybe not everyone is comfortable in this Crystal Tokyo where apparently everything's perfect. You know, maybe not everyone is happy. Well, it's a very cool concept to, you know, to take something that, you know, if you watch the show, like this big hero thing, and it turns out that it's not, you know, what you think. Again, I think it's more just whatever that villain's name was. She was manipulating everything, manipulating everyone. <laughs> I, wish, I wish I knew her. Uh, I'm it's fine. Stuff. It's not... She's not even mentioned until midway through this game. You even meet her because they yeah. hide it. She she gave me Queen Barrel vibes. That is what yeah. I can't admit. <laughs> I, I originally kind of had thought thing. Queen Barrel would be the villain of this because some of the screenshots I saw back in the day was Queen Barrel because she's in this, mm-hmm. but she's not the final villain. But I, I like it. I mean, I like how you fight a bunch of different villains. You have at one point you fight some other like clones of the Sailor Moons that are bosses. I, I think they're from season two or season three. Like you have a lot of throwbacks. You fight Pink Lady for those that are yeah. fans of the show. No, that's Chibi Moon when you first get introduced to her because she's been like possessed or manip- I don't even remember what the hell. I don't know what happened. She's, I just know she's evil. <laughs> she's like, I guess she gives into the darkness the, okay. <laughs> because the guy was manipulating her. I don't remember his name, but yes. Because <laughs> I mean, I, I she was a hard ass boss too in this game, by the way. <laughs> Some of those bosses were. Oh, like just had insane pools of HP or just like, yeah, some of them threw me for a loop a lot of times. And you and your team wasn't always the best equipped. Are You can also fuck yourself, too, with your team. Yeah, totally. Because throughout this game, you get a lot of choices, which is good. Like, I don't like it personally. I will. I am more of a fan of Final Fantasy four type style sometimes where it's like, here's your team you want. Pick your your force with this team, so the game will be balanced for said team. I mean, yes, I, but I love Final Fantasy VI, where you can pick your own team. But I have played that game so many times in my life, and I'm like, I know exactly what I'm doing and who I want. Edgar Saban for the win. Like oh, in yeah. this game, it lets you pick the different Sailor Scouts. And one thing I didn't realize, and again, it's a Super Nintendo thing, it's an old school thing. If you don't level up everybody, you are gonna pay the price later in this game. Oh, you can get yeah. fucked. Yeah. <laughs> because they make you use, I mean, again, good good RPG at mechanic. They make you use every single character, but characters do not level up when they are not in your party. Yeah, and that can be a problem. Like when I RPG stuff. Yeah, I think it's also this era. Like, I mean, that's something that doesn't happen now. But again, this is twenty years later, over twenty yeah. years later. Yeah, yeah. I always I forgot how much I take for granted letting everyone level up when they're not in your team. <laughs> Octopath Traveler 2 uh, does that, or they don't let your, like, obviously you have to use all the characters to play the game, but they don't level up when they're not in the party, and it's just like, oh no, grinding. I'm only okay with that in some games. This was a game I was not okay with it, but they do level yes. fast. Like, I didn't use Pluto until the end of the game when I was forced to because I got her late. So I was like, she's level 18. Everyone else is level 30. I'm not going to use her. I'm just going to, you know, throw off to the side. Although I know yeah. she has the best ability in the damn game. Oh, and one yeah, of the best the characters in the game. She, like, hey. she stops time and just everything you can just wail on. <laughs> yeah, and you can keep casting the ability too. Like you can, yeah. I mean, you can just like, that's how you beat this game. Yeah. One of the strategies is just, you just use her. You just wait a turn. 
You do you do her ability. You get you get, the enemy gets one turn off. If you can survive and she lives, then you do her ability, and then you put the enemy on hold for three turns, and then you use a you attack for a turn. You use one of your characters an item to heal up their MP essentially, and then you do it again, and you can keep doing it. You can keep this interchanging lock as long as you time it right endlessly. It basically, yeah, it breaks the combat system totally. And I didn't have a problem with I mean, I also didn't use it no, until... I, I didn't use it until the very end of the game, Chapter 5. You know, I think I love little, like, tricks like that. And, you know, they're either in most RPGs, I would say. There's always some little way to break the game. It's either yeah. just sometimes it's easier or harder to get to. But uh, to go back to Chapter 2, I, I want to talk about that. Yes. That kind of, that again, was another thing that threw me for a loop. Like, the fact that you went to... If you go to South America, you go to different places. I was like, this is this cool where the Sailor Scouts just somehow just like they get there. I'm like, OK, whatever. But I really mm. liked it. I liked that they each had their at first. I didn't like first. I thought this was this is pissing me off. This is stupid. But then I kind of enjoyed each of them having their little mission where they have to go to a different town and they have to, you know, little things happen to them. And I, I, I got a kick out of that. Totally. I thought that was their a very little nice stories. Touch. They all have their own little stories. Where they struggle, you know, that they sometimes do, they find places they would want to settle down, you know, ways that would be happy. And it's fun to kind of see them interact away from Moon. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, I, obviously, I don't, the show is about Moon and her life, but it's fun to see these characters go through their own journeys, even if they are short. I mean, they weren't like Venus finds out that she, you know, as a goddess statue of her because she, you know, she was from this town originally. Like it's a town yeah. of all men too. And one, like I thought that was, there's a couple creepy things that fit 1995 that I thought were um, like, there's one part with Mercury when you have the, you, you meet the doctor like, Oh, what a cute young girl you are. I'm like, I don't know if this is fan translation or this is just <laughs> like, I know Japan is different than we are, especially in the 1990s yeah. like that. So, Oh yeah. It's something that would not, I'm sure in the 2020 patch, they changed the wording a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, there's I'm not sure parts. if I remember stuff like yeah. There's a couple parts that are a little like eh, a little questiony. So this is the like, 90s. Yeah. yeah, that's all I took, and I'm like, and this is a fan patch. Like this isn't a you know because this game never came to America, and I I don't think it will just because licensing. Yeah, I and the Sailor Moon franchise it kind of currently exists off merchandising alone. Um, and it makes a ton of money, but. They don't seem to be interested in doing much beyond that. Even Crystal has just turned into movies. They don't even like they're not even seasons anymore. So I, I think it's kind of just going to remain as merchandise. It also depends on what the the right system is. Like I can speak to Robotech, where for the longest time Robotech was owned by multiple different people, owned different parts of it, so it couldn't really be released in America. Yeah, like, and like I know there's like the Macro like. Robotech and there's Macross and I, I don't that's a whole world. Robotech is know. three different animes put together, Macross Saga, a Southern Cross, and I forget <laughs> what the third one is. And then they just called it the Robotech saga. But with that name, there was a certain company that owned certain parts of it for many, many years and there were lawsuits and finally it, it just got fixed and that's why Macross Saga or the whole series maybe got re released not that long ago. Interesting. Okay, I've always wanted to get into it, but I'm always like, where do I start? Just watch Macross Saga and stop right there. All right. <laughs> That's just the first. The Macross Saga is just the first stuff with Rick Hunter, and when it ends and you end up having one of the characters' daughter, in quotations, and all of a sudden the main cast is gone because they went somewhere, 
that's when the next series starts, and you can stop there. Uh, okay, so you'll know it because it's called the Master Saga. It has uh, it's completely it's a completely different anime. Jeez, is that so the yeah, one just with Mark watch Robotech itself, and you'll you'll get a complete story. It's very good, in my opinion, and then be done. <laughs> okay. You can try if you're interested. Watch the other one, but you don't feel like you need to because it is a different anime. Yeah, I just, I grew up uh, the uh, you know your episode that uh, we're getting off topic, but the That's Robotech. Fine. The Robotech episode you did, the, not the not the motorcycle one, but the cell shaded battle cry. I as a kid, I was obsessed with that game. I played it nonstop, and when I saw your episode on it, I was like, "Oh wow, it's like someone knows that game exists, not just me." <laughs> I love that game. I mean, the game's so, terrible, but I loved it. Yeah, I don't know how well it would hold up. Oh, it's bad. Going back, you, you literally <laughs> have to put cheat codes in and beat some of those missions. We did, and we played it because. And I had save state just because of how hard it was. So really, it's a hard, it's a very, very hard game for some stupid reason. I yeah, I just remember as a kid obsessed with the idea of a transforming like plane. <laughs> it was cool. Yeah, it's so cool. I I, I want to buy a Veritech just so I can have it in my so, like you know just have a, a model of Veritech somewhere around here. But I have not done. Yeah, that. I don't buy models. So that's that's part of it. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> if I see a figure of a Veritech and it's like the skull one, I might break down if it's cheap somewhere and like i go to toy swaps i'll buy it <laughs> all my all my gundam all my gundam models i've built are are not in the best of condition because they break so easily and so the only model i ever been questioned to buy or not questioned but like i've thought about buying was Xenogears gears has models that just got released from square oh and i was like dude yeah i saw your a. post on it 100 I, bucks for Hemdall, Viraz, Welltall, and I can't remember Bart's here all of a sudden. So I have um, I have the Welltall and I have Faye. Mo- oh, the like figures, those, right? Yes, I have the figures that Square released a while back. I didn't get Ellie, and I'm regretting it a ton. Um, I don't, I don't, well, I should say, I, I was going to say I don't buy figures as a guy who has looked to my left and I see Amiibos everywhere and Funko Pops. <laughs> I, hey, I have Sailor Moon Funko Pops too, actually. There you go. <laughs> I, have, I have actually a rare one. I have a three pack with Sailor Moon, Chibi Moon, and Tuxedo Mask in a three pack. Nice. Hot Topic. I think it's actually rare at this point. So shoot, yeah, uh, yeah. I I usually don't buy figures, but Xeno Gears is one of my favorite things of all time. So whenever there is, whenever someone, whenever Square decides to randomly acknowledge it, I'm here for it. They <laughs> don't often. Hey, but I will. I will hit you up at episode 300 because we're going to cover Xeno Gears at 300. Is what I've been Oh yes, me. it's one of my favorites. Oh god, so, uh, yeah, that game, perfect. I, I had to put yeah. it off because I actually beat. I actually replayed it in 2020 when COVID hit, and I just can't bring myself. Like, I need to put a few years before I go back to that game. So. Oh, oh yeah, totally. That's it's a fucking monster of a game. So. It, well, until you get halfway through and the game just ends. <laughs> well, yes, but getting there. Not. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I. Oh. And back to Sailor Moon. Like yes, this game same. actually has a pretty good battle system. Like I, I know some it, like yeah. it doesn't. One of the complaints was that I was watching some videos. Like it didn't explain it. And again, this is Super Nintendo era. It was probably in the instruction manual that we didn't have because yeah, all plain you know emulated copies. But that's what the internet's for. Yeah, it's not like Final Fantasy VI explains its battle system. You know, it's no nothing. But this game is also interesting because one, you have formations. And at first, when I first started playing this, you have the one formation that reminds you of Final Fantasy VI. You know, they're all on the line. I'm like, okay, cool. And it isn't long before you realize there's different formations, and they really affect the attack power and defense of your characters. Like, you have an arrow formation, you have a cluster formation, which I used the entire game. But you can, like, 
I mean, it gives you a lot of options for a Super Nintendo RPG. Yeah. Uh, it really also just, given the formations as well, it nails the team aspect that is yeah. Sailor Moon. And it does that really well with its formations, its team-up attacks, all of which are, I would say, visually very cool to watch. I agree. So I mean, I, it was a very interesting concept. And, like, so I played this game muted the entire time, just about. Because <laughs> I, I got tired of, of hearing, Moon Prism Power! And stuff like that. <laughs> it's a little, like, I mean, I just, it was like, I'm The crunched good. sounds. <laughs> I mean, they're not good. I mean... And, and they're too much, like, because they, they do it every time you do an ability, they say something. They say their same <laughs> line over and over again. I'm I'm a sucker for that stuff. I actually loved it. <laughs> I, it's, I, well, also, I would play this, up, like, but... I played this game. Like, I was grinding for hours in this game. Yeah. Well, and I didn't mind. Like, I this was modded one. This was the perfect game to, like, for me at the time. Like, okay, we, me and my wife were watching Star Trek, or she's watching, she was watching RuPaul's Drag Race thing. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm just going to sit here. And hold left and right and press A constantly and just level up <laughs> and not pay any attention to anything. Like just and I did that. I mean, I I was playing like I was doing other stuff. I, I was editing and, and sitting there just pressing A. Like I could do it. It was just one of those things, and that didn't bother me. Some people go, "Oh, you're not enjoying the game." Yeah. Like you know what? I was like in a weird way because it was it was hitting my one of my kinks is that I like to be doing multiple things at a time. And it, it helped me do that. It helped me feel like, because that was something, maybe it's an ADD thing, what helped me, I don't know if I have it, but it helped me focus on what I needed to be doing at a time where I was still felt like I was accomplishing something I wanted to accomplish at the same time. That's Plus something I, I think a lot, of, I think a lot of games actually, obviously the idea of grinding is, is frowned upon more now, but there is a vibe, I think, to old games and just being able to put it to the side because I remember that. You know, I got through Final Fantasy V doing that with just, you know, moving my characters back and forth, you know, you pressing A and just just a lot of old JRPGs. That's how, I, you know, I would get through them. And it it's fun. I don't know. It feels good <laughs> to, like, be stuck on a boss, spend an hour or two leveling up and then just come back and just get them in two hits, you know. Yeah. And, and this and is I, a game that leveling up is so important. Yeah, like I played not that long ago on the show. You can go listen to it. I played Paper Mario and I didn't like grinding in that game. I didn't like using abilities. And in this game, because I wasn't having to press buttons that much, I grinded. Yeah. I used abilities every single turn, like because this is a game where you can't just attack. You have to use abilities. You get 12 EP, they call it. I don't know what it stands for, but you always have every battle starts with 12 EP. Each ability will cost anywhere between two and six. And you get you get you get an easy item pretty early in the game called Cologne that you can buy that refills everyone's EP. So you just yeah. give up, you know one <laughs> one of your five person team you give up one of you know and they use a spell or an item. And there's no issue with it. Like the game is like the game is telling you use abilities, asshole. Like don't play this the way you want to play it, Mike. Do not just do attack. You will never finish this game. Like yeah. And the abilities are great. You have abilities. Every character have ability that hits multiple people. Everybody will have a character have abilities that hit one person. So depending if you're fighting a boss, you're fighting multiple enemies. You can you know switch up your tactics. And I loved it. And also, it's their abilities from the show, like Moon Tiara action. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like I was like, this is great. You yeah, know, and that actually did something. It just yeah, again, feels like you're all the moves being from the show and just kind of. Obviously, it's what they're going for, but it, it furthers that feeling of playing in a season from the show. And it's yeah. just little. And that's why I like the voice acting, even though it 
can get annoying how often they say it. It just oh, it feels cool to me. <laughs> I'm I'm it's a like, guy that plays without sound in general, so that that isn't really a dive at the game. That's more of a it's a me thing. Sure, totally. Yeah. Except for Sam, always, well, not Sam. When I play Xenogears and I'm in Dolly, I will play that song loud as I could. Oh yeah, I can't think of how it goes also in my head, but I love that damn song Dolly in Xenogears. Yeah, in the desert oh. town. Yeah, oh, totally. I remember what you did. Yeah. <laughs> Spent a lot of time there. But yeah, I guess I like, I don't expect SNES games to have little voice clips like that. So when it did, I was happy. Um, and just kind of like the quote, you know, doing little quotes from the show. Of course, after every battle, the you know, if, I think it's if you level up or maybe after every battle, they'll do the little pose. Like just it, even though I don't have an intense attachment to Sailor Moon, I loved just seeing all this stuff because it just feels so fun. It was, and it was a very, you know, good, like, love letter. In, well, it's not the right term. I don't have an issue with this, but I felt like that's kind of way. Like, you could tell this game was made with the fans in mind. It was mm-hmm. made for people who loved the show. To be like, hey, here's some more Sailor Moon for you on your Super Nintendo. Like, if if Kid Me would have had this game in America, Kid Me would have loved this game. Yeah. It, I want a Robotech RPG. I don't care if it doesn't, if it wouldn't matter. <laughs> I would love a Robotech RPG in this. I don't know if there is one, but... I don't think there is. I mean, like, I, I would, you know, probably oh, not. I do have a question if you that. caught this or not. When you when yes. you transform Sailor Moon or Chibi Moon into their special ability by using the item that you just have infinite amount of, essentially because it doesn't go oh, away. Did you know? Did you notice what that attack looks like? Or what what it copied? No, I don't think so. When you do her special attack, a green orb, like not orb, but a green thing comes from the top of the screen. It looks a lot like Chrono Trigger. It's the exact same animation oh, really? as luminaire and chrono trigger exact same animation <laughs> in the end of it like for the way the dome the dome goes and then the dome kind of goes down exact same animation i was oh, like oh i guess i think i see what you yeah it's yeah. been a long time since i played chrono trigger but oh, yeah I I that. that's a game you gotta play every couple of years just because it's so great <laughs> i wish it was readily available and not just on steam i mean it, but... do you have a do you have an android phone I do. Are, it's readily available it's, on your phone, the DS version. I know. I just wish it was on a <laughs> Switch. Come on. <laughs> uh, the Come DS on, version Square. is the best version of that game, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just like how Final Fantasy VI Advance is the best version of that game, but we still don't. Why? It's You have the Pixel Remaster. Why? It only adds content. I don't know That's why a, they do. Well, I actually... Uh, for ep- you go listen to episode 150. I actually complete, I completed six pretty much, on the GBA. Really? I did everything. So, wow. yeah, I'd never do it again, but it was a fucking experience. <laughs> so go check yeah, out that episode. I'm sure that's <laughs> lots and lots of grinding. Yeah, this game, okay. I felt you needed to grind, but also I feel like this game did a good job as you got farther in it. It was constantly putting you in a situation where you would be able to level up quickly when you needed to. I also over leveled compared to what yeah. the guide even told me to do, because I'm like, I don't want to die. <laughs> yeah, I I was more the opposite. I actually found myself under leveled for a lot of uh, encounters and I had to go um, and they do, you know, give you areas obviously before those boss battles to level up. And, uh, you know, I never felt like I was, you know, spending too much time uh, away from the game itself. <laughs> but that, I was using that a was... modded ROM, so. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's probably not a bad thing. I mean, the, the encounter rate in this game is ridiculous. As the guy who loves JRPGs, the encounter rate was ridiculous. It's way too high. Yeah, I don't. It's like it's every. I, w- I would love to. I should have put a timer because I promise it's every three seconds. It's, <laughs> it could be actually. It's yeah. it's fast. Like I mean, you do move fast if you're you holding do. down. You know, B. I think it's B button. It wasn't on my Steam Deck, but if you're holding down B button, 
you can move very quickly. You do traverse yeah. ground in those couple seconds in between battles, and when you do battles, you it, it ha, you know it holds it it remembers what moves you use, so you just hold down the other but a button and you just blow through the battle and keep going. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. So going I also caves. didn't like that the money was in yen, but again, it makes perfect sense. It just was hard for yeah. me to co- to comprehend at first. You know the the, the number value because yen is so sure. different compared to what like gold or dollars. Yeah, yeah, or gill. So it took a bit to like wrap around, but I'm like, yeah, this is fine. It makes perfect sense. It's a real. It's yeah. supposed to be a real world, you know, not a fantasy world. So yeah, it makes sense. Still Tokyo, you know. Yeah, I mean, it has some open world maps you run through. You run through Tokyo a few different times in this yeah. game, where you have to go back to the same places that you know for different story beats. And I thought that was cool. Like the shops aren't like oh item. Sh-. You know, there is item shop. There's also this random shops that you go to in Tokyo and Crystal Tokyo. That's like OSHA or other things, and it's just that's where you buy stuff. Like I like that too. Yeah, I was shocked absolutely when you get the ability like when you get an airship essentially i was my jaw dropped i was just like saying i did not expect to get to fly it my issue with it there was no mini maps i couldn't figure out where i mean there was a map you can pull up (laughs) but not a yeah oh it was confusing to navigate completely but it's it was just cool i didn't that was the last thing i expected from a sailor moon rpg is to let you explore uh you know a whole world map I think you can. All you can do is you can go back to the areas that you went to with the earlier Sailor Scouts. That's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Plus, you go to the new areas. Yeah. I mean, that's all it was. But the reason, I mean, one reason for that is there's actually hidden puzzle pieces in this game which we haven't talked about yet. Oh, that's that you can right. miss, and they're in jars or you know, essentially any like any other RPG. Like, oh, they're in like a random pot. You might you might check and have not. Like Final Fantasy VI is notorious for that and good at it. Where a lot of items, a lot of things you check will just have random items in them. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I, did you ever complete? Did you complete for the hidden puzzle pieces? The, did you complete the puzzle piece at all? No, or I didn't go no, get the hidden I, ones. No, I, I I followed the guide, and the guide was like, at a certain point, it was like, oh, now you should have all the puzzle pieces, and I'm like, nope, you missed <laughs> Not, the sense then because yeah. it, it's also that guide is written kind of poorly. Yeah, <laughs> it's written very paragraphy, like huge paragraphs, and it doesn't, it didn't cut enough. Like, hey, you know, put this in bold, idiot. Look at this, read this part. Like, it didn't. Do yeah, that. yeah. And he also tells you so. too much of the story that you don't need to, you know, read because you're playing the damn game. But stuff like, that. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, glad the guy I wrote agree. it. Like, but that was the that's why you missed it is because there's your you your your brain is going to skim looking for the the clues you're looking for and what you need, and it it doesn't it's not it's an older style of guide. Totally, yeah, I really appreciated the work the guy put into it, but it definitely felt like a summary more yep. than a guide. <laughs> so and that's kind of what it was. But no, what the puzzle pieces are throughout this game, one of the, one of the options in your menu is called puzzle. And after majority of battles, you will, or almost every battle, you get a puzzle piece. And the way the game screws you <laughs> is there are four hidden puzzle pieces that are in chapter two of this chapter five chapter game when you're playing as a Sailor Scouts by themselves and you have to check certain pop or things like that, which never in the game do you do that otherwise. Yeah. And if you do that, if you check these things and you get these four hidden puzzle pieces, you'll get the rest by battling. You then, in the very end of the game, right before the final boss, there is a merchant that you'll, you'll see a merchant throughout the game here and there. But this one's all in pink. He will then give you really, really good accessory. He'll give you ten of them. Called angelic hairpins or something. And you equip it on all your people and then you'll, mass- you'll massacre the final boss. Interesting. I I did not because I did not. I mean, I I knew I didn't care enough to go back for him. I was like, fucking him. No, I, I couldn't. Figure, I tried to Google what does the puzzle do, and I could not figure it out. <laughs> this game is hard to find info about, at yeah. least on my side. 
It was. No, I mean, I, I, I live on the internet, and I was Googling stuff, and it wasn't, there's not a lot of content about this game. There's not even a lot of reviews on on YouTube. Like, there is not a lot about this game, which, yeah. again, makes it didn't come to America. Yeah, I guess, I don't know. I almost expected that just as a Sailor Moon product, and especially being an RPG in itself, that it would have, you know, I guess a larger amount of content just swirling around the internet. You would think so, but it has to be people like, you know, like us that are willing to screw around with emulation. Some people are, just, yeah. are, you know, scared that, oh, God, they're going to break down my house. Like, at one time, I thought something like that, sure. But the fact that the website just exists, I mean, the only reason they really get mad is people make money off with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Pirate Bay still exists in some form or another somewhere out there. Like, that's that's really illegal, in my opinion, compared yeah. to, like, <laughs> downloading a game from 1995 that never got re-released here. Never got released, yeah. period. <laughs> Like, and yeah, barely nobody. anyone knows exists. Yeah, you're, nobody's like, but I get it. I mean, emulation is, you know, even like in, in Facebook groups, sometimes I'll bring up emulation. People will get like, oh, how dare you? Like, come on, guys. Like, it's not like I'm I will not pirate a game that's current. Like, I will not I will not pirate a Switch game. Like, I will go out and buy no, the damn yeah. game or I'll buy it on PC. Like, I will not do that. Cause that's too new. But like something that will like Eternal Darkness is one I like to bring up a game that will probably never get re-released. Don't feel bad. Like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If it's stuff, especially like if Nintendo refuses to make these games readily available to me, I have I have no other choice to play Skies of Arcadia. Like unless I bust <laughs> out the game, you know, the Wii don't that plays wanna, GameCube games. Don't you want to give somebody on eBay hundreds of dollars for them holding hoarding that copy? Yeah. Like, you know, uh, the Panzer Dragoon saga, you know, I don't have eight hundred dollars to drop on that plus a Saturn. So got to emulate it. You know, I have never played that yet. And I really want to one day. It's very good. I need to go back and finish it. It actually holds up very well. Oh, it's not eight hundred dollars, sir. You got it wrong. It's only nine hundred fifty five dollars with five oh, days left <laughs> to go in the bidding. So, oh, oh my God. Or you can buy it now for fifteen hundred dollars. Jesus. Yeah, no, that's kind of my thing where I'm like, yeah, yeah. fuck, that's when emulation is great because like if if people, I mean, which is fine, they don't want to release their product, but it's a way for you to play. It. But no, yeah. I mean, like with this game, also another thing we haven't talked about yet, this, which I didn't experience that off. I'm hoping maybe you did. This game has things called link text where you can then like combine abilities mm-hmm. with characters. Yeah. Did you mess They're, with that at all? I did. They're well, they were mostly useless for my. <laughs> side of things like they looked cool like i love the animation for them but i always felt like they didn't do enough damage as opposed to just attacking okay like just doing the regular abilities you have yeah you know i if let's say i would have like a link attack that did uh maybe 800 damage or something like that but they do 800 damage each so it's like why would i use that you know i, I did don't use... think it takes up both their turns does it I don't I don't think it does, no. Okay. It's um, yeah, I didn't mess with them. Like it has to do with like formations, it has to do with like you partnering people mm-hmm. up. Like there's a whole bunch of them. There's I didn't mess with it at all. I just didn't care. It's a really cool concept, I think. Like just the idea, like, hey, pair these people up because you know they're different, unique. All these characters have different relationships with each other. Um, just like how oh god, the names. The <laughs> two the you're, the two that are dating, Uranus, Uranus and Neptune. Yeah, yeah, they have obviously a, a link attack together because they're they're together, and just like little things like that. Um, Chibi Moon and Sarah Moon have a link attack together, so because of their relationships, each have their own little unique, you know, animations and stuff. And I I love that. It just didn't work from a gameplay perspective. Okay, that's cool. I 
Hey, at least in this one, they also didn't make Uranus and Neptune cousins like in the in the oh, yeah. original English stuff. <laughs> <laughs> My girlfriend has showed me videos of like how they, you know, the old English dub used uh-huh. to handle that. And it's like so obvious they're together. <laughs> because, again, it was like this, you know, it was a, oh, we can't have a we can't have a gay couple. Like, come on now. Yeah. I, I, I want to say women were always much more accepted than men. Like it is, it was been fine in the nineties too. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, as as Japan, you know, as different as Japan from the nineties is, I I think, gosh, I hold on, I have the manga right in front of me. Naoko Takuchi, you know, the author of Sailor Moon, was very progressive in her thinking, and I don't like clearly Japan didn't have that much of an issue with a gay couple and just being very 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 different you know where i think that would would not have flown here in america in the 90s <laughs> yeah no we had we had problems yeah so you know and as successful as Sarah moon was and still is you know so i was just it's cool it was just i don't know the game like you have you have luna around all the time you have artemis I mean, I felt that it doesn't... The boss fights, for the most part, weren't extremely hard. There were a couple that mm-hmm. were god-awful, but for the most part, it didn't feel too bad. No, yeah, I think it's it's fine. You know, I, I've i played very hard turn-based games before. I don't think this... I wouldn't count this among them. No. I mean, yeah, no, it wasn't too bad. I have... I, I played harder ones, too. It just, yeah. it just had to level in this game. I mean, one thing I didn't like is that there's no timer... I don't know how many hours I put into this game. I just mm, wanted to know. I'm super curious, too. It actually, for me, I want to say 12, I, I think. Okay. I, I I beat this game in a week, so <laughs> because <laughs> I have to. But yeah, yeah. also, I just kept playing it. But a lot of grinding. I grinded way more than I needed to because it's just how I yeah. play. When I, can, when I can grind without having to pay any attention... I'll grind heavily. Oh, that's that's beautiful. You know, like uh, Bravely Default, I think, was the king of that. Just a game you could do everything in the book to turn that game off and let you grind on its own. And the only thing it would not let you do is walk on its own. <laughs> Which is fine. Like, sometimes that's it's just great. nice to do that. Like, it's just nice to grind at your own, you know, just to, just kind of get lost in it. Like, I'll put a podcast on and I just grind. Like, it's just nice sometimes. It makes you feel good. And this game did that for me. Like it, it made me feel good about it like that. And that was a nice change. Like there were times when I looked for like, Oh cool. I get to grind now for, you know, for 10 levels. All right, cool. Let's just, you know, pull this up when I'm doing whatever. And I'll just grind for a while. And I'll put, like I was watching Marvel snap videos on YouTube. while I'm grinding. I was yeah. happy. <laughs> totally. It's a, uh, there, there's something about it that I think has been lost in modern games, you know? And then this game, I think, has a, a decent story altogether. I mean, sure, it gets a little confusing and you move around a lot and eventually you do get locked out from the other areas. I mean, so you miss those puzzle pieces. But even though it's like even both of us didn't grab it, it didn't affect it did affect us getting the good ending, though, by the way. I don't know if you noticed that or not. Or looked oh, I thought I thought the good ending was based upon how you did something during the final battle. Is it? Yes, not? that's all it's based on. But so the okay. final Okay, so as the game progresses, you do you do get one part near the end of the game that I want to talk about in chapter, I think it's four or five, where the party is split up into two. You have Rini's party. You get to choose who goes in this party, so you can completely fuck yourself and put, like, all your powerhouses <laughs> yeah. in one. The way I did it, yeah. the way the story presents it, as Sailor Moon is going to take the original Sailor Scout, Venus, Jupiter, Mercury, Mars, mm-hmm. and go in, beat, and save her brother, and the other ones are going to go do whatever they were up to. And so I, that's how I did it. The guy said, put, you know, certain ones in this team, certain ones in this team. So you have a 
a mixture of power. And I just put the old Sailor Scouts, you know, the original with this team and the other and the new ones with the other team. And it worked perfectly fine. Same. Yeah. Except I did have a hard time with the original ones because I didn't have Pluto's time stopping manipulation crap. So it made it a oh, lot yeah. harder. For me, Uranus was my like strongest character too. <laughs> Uranus was strong. Yeah. I, I got, so for those fights, you, you have to fight the, the five opposite senseis or whatever the hell they're called, but you fight two yeah. in one match, two in one match, and then one. For some reason, Mars and Venus could not stay alive. I don't know what, like, they were all leveled up and over what the recommended level was. They just would die instantly. So I was like, fuck it. We'll just fight Cassandra Moon, Jupiter, and God, who the fuck is the other girl? Mercury. We're able to live. For some reason, they weren't taking nearly as much damage. So I'm like, fine, I'll just fight with these three. And they just, and I just did piddly, you know, I just did damage, but it took, it took a while, but I won. Yeah. I healed every turn, but so this was actually a game where I actually used items. The game made me use items all the time. I'm impressed. <laughs> and I always, that's why, into that, I always felt there was a way to succeed. Because it is weird, right? There are moments in the game where just an enemy will just one-hit KO you, and I'm just like, oh, okay. You oh, know, but yeah. yeah, and it's just like, thankfully, you know, items are there to save you, and they are very generous items. Oh, God, yes. And the way the, like, so I play a lot of, I play a lot of RPGs, just like you. I almost never use items. I never feel the need to. And this was a game where, I bought 99 item and I used like 70 or not 70. I used like 30 or 40 of them before I could rebuy it. I'm like, that has <laughs> never happened before. I buy 99 yeah. just because I have a weird, you know, tick. Yeah, I correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember the characters have any healing spells. They Sailor Moon does, but that's it. Yeah, so I guess not, like items are really the only way to do that. It's one person she can heal at a time. It's not very good because you have an item called Bentu set that heals everybody full health pretty much, but it can only be used during battle. So you just have someone use it every single turn if you have to, and you're fine. And there's like, there are, there are tons of items. I remember, I forgot the name of it. There like, I had 30 of them that would heal completely your HP and your magic power. Like, Oh yeah. I remember I, what that is, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot of good stuff yeah. in this game. You also get different reviving items that you can get that some that will revive you, like, you know, 10 HP, like a normal game. Some are, like, full HP. So you get a... And this game made me use items. I actually didn't... Normally, I will save up every item I get to the end of the game, and I didn't in this game. And that was that was a nice change that the game forced me to use items and forced me to play differently. Yeah. I think and status effects are an issue if you don't heal them, because they don't go away yes. quickly in this game at yeah. all, like, confused. <laughs> if they get hit, oh, they don't get yes. unconfused. Oh, I remember just like I not having any status healing items for one boss battle and they confused me and it was I kept having to save state it to make sure the right character wasn't confused. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I got screwed up in the Mercury fight early on. But I didn't heal poison and the poison did almost more damage than like, yeah, it was bad. I had to heal like every other turn. And I was like, fuck, I was like, God, I regret this. But then the yeah. game got better and I it was it was a me problem. So you were saying about the final battle. I'm sorry with the true ending. Yes. Uh, so in the final battle, yeah, final battle, final battle, she has two forms. The first fight, she did an attack that just killed me instantly. And the game progresses. Like you can then, then the other team, oh, Greenie's right. team comes in and saves the day. But if you can oh, beat that fight, which what, what the guy told me to do, which I, I didn't follow, is they, one, you equip those angelic hairpins that give you like, I think, really good stats. You then defend mm -hmm. the first turn, have Pluto do her spell. And then you can lock the boss into a into a into that, you know, in where she can't attack yeah. and you, beat her, you get a better ending, I guess. Interesting. OK, that's what I did. Yeah, because that. Yeah, I had Pluto on the final battle team and 
that's I didn't even know if you lost, you could have the second team come up and help you. Interesting. Oh, so you beat the, you beat that first fight? The of the final boss? Yeah. I believe you'll know if you I, lose. Like if you lose, Taylor Moon will be there and then Chibi will come up with another team and save the day. And the fight is way easier. Oh my gosh. It's been so long. Okay, you're good. So you probably might have got it then. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you might have got it, which is hey, impressive. Like, I mean I, I just, remember following the guide and that's why Yeah, no, the guide tells you exactly what he how to do it. I just didn't care. Because when I saw it was optional, my brain goes optional. Mm, okay, we can yeah. be done. Oh, <laughs> I I remember I would be really bothered if I didn't get the good ending or the whatever the extra stuff. So I remember not being bothered by that. So I think I got it. Okay. Plus you weren't playing this on a time crunch. Oh, I was also yeah totally. I also was playing on a modded ROM. So yeah, I I well very different. Again, the way I do the show, I play a game every week, and I was actually I was ahead on the schedule for a bit, and then this game kind of put me behind schedule. <laughs> It's a little, yeah, it's long. Well, it was, it was this, and I was playing Bulk Tie also, which you have not, no one has heard yet. <laughs> so that was uh, part of it, is I was playing those two games, and Bulk Tie is a much bigger game than I thought it was. So is that that's the Hideo Kojima one, right? Mm-hmm. The the yeah. Sunsolder one. I'm gonna have to listen to that episode. I'm so curious if that game's good or not. Yeah, it's good. The episode won't be up for another month, probably, but it's a good game. Yeah, you. Guys, I mean, I didn't play GBA, obviously, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> It does all right. I get off topic, but is the sun thing? How do you? How does that work? There's a, a sensor in the later. Game Boy, but it affects a lot of the gameplay. It affects how you refill your gun. It also affects uh, elements in the game itself. So how does that work on an emulator? I, I'll play you after the show. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Go. No, you're good. But I mean, I, I felt like this game had a had a good story. You get all the stuff that Sailor Moon should have. It feels very much a Sailor Moon game, and it was just what I wanted. Yeah. yeah. And I really, I really had a good time with this game, I, I want to say. And the sprites are beautiful. I, I actually, I don't do Perler art. I wish I did. I have a friend that does, Alyssa, mm-hmm. who's been on the show a few times. She has her own Instagram, Alyssa Billy. And it made me want to make Perler art of the, of the Sailor Moon sprites, because I'm like, these are just awesome. They look I just really love good. Work. Yeah, oh yeah. I, and obviously, that I think that helps with a lot of the game. It's just how good they looked. Yeah, and everything... The bosses, the enemy, like everything looked good. It's still a very good looking. I mean, it's a SNES RPG. It looks like a SNES RPG. It looks kind of like FF6 style. I, I think it's safe to say. Yeah, I'd say. I mean, they're bigger. They're not small like FF4 style. They're they're clean. Everything is pretty. Uh, some of the backgrounds you could tell were reused in other games like Soul Blazer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's one background of like this. Like, like, like this is straight up from Soul Blazer. <laughs> there, there were stuff I could tell. I, I played a lot of Nintendo games. That was like you could tell was like they copied stuff from other games. There were some cut corners for sure. Which is fine. Most people yeah, wouldn't uh, have touched, have noticed it, but a guy who's played a lot of SNES RPGs like pick up like, hey, wait a second, you copied that like that. I'm hey, completely okay with it, but like, yeah, it was just cool. Yeah, yeah. I overall was very impressed with it. Uh, I again, as a Sailor Moon novice and just kind of being there while someone else enjoys it i had a lot of time as a as an rpg fan it spoke to me and i was able to enjoy and experience what i like about the classic sailor moon that i got into the characters having fun how the way they interact i got to experience that in my favorite medium ever which is video games so i loved it right i do have i actually got so i was oh do you have anything else you want to say about this game before we go on to questions comments memories no, I think that's it. Okay, I, so I posted this in a bunch of groups because I'm like, 
nobody's going to respond to me. Like, this is not a game I expected much to come from. And I got a few first from the Super Nintendo Supergroup from Chris Mix. Awesome, amazing game. Back when it was released, there was an English pass that only translated like part of the first chapter of the game, but we still played it like we knew what we were doing. <laughs> Interesting. That's crazy. Okay, I the dedication. People, I give people credit for do, who, who do that. Like, I am yeah. not one of them, but I give people credit for doing it. And from the RBG Sanctuary from David Berger, I was trying to get back in the Sukadin series and found the woven web of the Centuries fan translation. The anime cutscenes are great, and the conflict is thoughtfully written. I haven't progressed too far, but there aren't really any standout characters. The gameplay is satisfyingly straightforward. Although I'm a sucker for world maps, and no navigation makes me lose interest. Well, this game has very little, like, the world map is really uninteresting. You don't need to mess with it. Yeah. yeah. You mainly just hit one button and go where you need to go. Like, there's not much. Yeah. It's nice that that one button exists. I was... (laughs) From Mark Dumont, I remember the difficulty level was quite something and that it was fun, but it's been so long I can't remember the plot at all. <laughs> the world's going to end. Well, essentially the plot is that they're trying to rewrite Destiny and you're trying to keep time the way it was. Yeah, it's a nice, ex- it's a, I think a very good excuse to bring back old characters and like be able to fight old bosses and stuff. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, does that well. All right, and from Jonathan Russell, bro, this was an amazing, albeit rather basic at points, JRPG. I loved it. I'm glad. I'm always glad to, like, I was surprised people had as much things to say. Okay, and then I got a bunch of comments from this group. Sailor Moon Unlimited, the group. Uh, first oh, from Robert Wolf Eagle. I enjoyed that you could put the sailors in different formations and use different team attacks depending on membership and formation. There were some bits that had annoying difficulty spikes at the start of the Mercury and Jupiter missions, for example. They'd be avoidable if you could grind early on. And heaven forbid you miss any birthstone jewelry. Each sailor becomes later seriously handicapped in the late game without all three pieces each, and you can't revisit anywhere to go back and get them. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic, and I really enjoyed the story. It was just mechanically flawed. I forgot about that, but yeah, you get special items for everybody, which I did grab. Yeah, yeah, I did too. But he's right. It's, it's you, if you don't grab them, I am terrified to think of how you would survive. <laughs> I missed a couple, by the way. So yeah, especially like Chibi Moon. She was all right to miss a couple. (laughs) She was terrible. All right. And then from James E. Ward, played the ROM a very long time ago and enjoyed it. All right. From Marie Colliard, I love this game so much, but luck wasn't on my side. I attempted it five times on different machines and always lost my save before I could finish it. From Yvonne Thompson, I played it using, using an emulator ages ago and it had a decent translation and I quite enjoyed the new villains and seeing the old ones again. As well as all the scouts and their attacks, some which we never saw in the anime. It was difficult, though. When it's just you, some of those early fights are brutal. That is 100% yeah. true. Yeah. You don't have the much use to items. And it's like, it's what a lot of old JRPGs will do is you have one person on your team. And it's like, use an item, attack. Use an yeah. item, attack. And from Sharana Valentino, makes me want to write a Sailor Moon tabletop RPG. Okay, that'd be cool. I, I think, is there <laughs> one? I feel like there is one, like a fan made There one. might That's be. That's cool. It's from Kenneth Gill. Cool. I've never seen this one. I used to have a great ROM of one of the Japanese games. It was an arcade style beat em up side scroller. I can't remember the name of it. It's oh, called <laughs> Pretty Soldier Sailor Moon. I played it too. It's actually a good game. I, yeah, I did play that. It was on the it was on that PS1 thing I was playing. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, right. I have a couple more I want to read. Let's see here from George Catron. It's an amazing history in between Sailor Cosmo saga. I don't know what that means. <laughs> And from Robert McCartney, I don't recall that game being out with that strictly for the FSC. FSC, that I think stands for the Japanese version, I'm assuming, of console. I'm not sure. 
Okay, someone responded and said, Japan only, but people have made translated from ROM files available with everything English so it can be played on an emulator. And from the last group, RPG Lovers Worldwide Unite from Ryan Smith. Honestly, I have it, but I haven't gotten around to play it. I thought it looked pretty cool for the time period. And also found it interesting how so many RPGs in the Super Famicom were based on anime slash manga, many of which having exclusive content or an original storyline that allowed for both gamers and non-gamers to partake in the experience while also building a fan base for both forms of entertainment. And from Hiroshi Dago, already finished, loved the JRPG version of Bisuu's Sensei Sailor Moon, loved the co- collecting the puzzle pieces. Right. <laughs> I'm uh, glad someone enjoyed it. <laughs> I didn't mind it. I just mind, I was just, I couldn't figure out what they did because when I, I tried Googling it and like the internet would not tell me what they did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And nothing makes me less interested in finding your collectible than me not knowing what I'm going to get for it. I'm just not telling you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's not enough information about this game. There's not enough people talking about it. And I, yeah, like it, this game should be, I, I think like, again, as I said earlier, multiple times, this should be re-released. I mean, I yeah. know license, I get it, but it would be, I wish it was just because I feel, I feel all games should be released in some shape or form. They can for people. Yeah. I just given the, the franchise of Sailor Moon, I'm surprised that more people don't talk about it, but I, Probably, like you said, different audiences. Yeah. All right, and that'll bring us to our last segment, Shelf Stacker Box. And I'll go first. I'm going to put this game on the shelf because I came into this game, you know, unsure what I was going to think. I like Sailor Moon. I've always been a fan of it, but I wasn't sure if I was going to, you know, enjoy the game. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it had its moments where I was like, okay, this isn't that much fun. I'm not having a good time. Mm -hmm. And then it grew on me. And I ended up having a, a really good time. I really ended up liking the game. It's a decent JRPG. You know, it's full of all the tropes, but it's still fun. And, and, and in my opinion, it held up pretty well for a game from 1995, 96. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm put it on the shelf. And I'm really glad I finally can put this on my list of games I played and yeah, beat. Totally. Uh, so what about you, Chris? Now, explain to me one more time. I'm sorry. The, oh, of course. The shelf. Uh, shelf means something you really like. Stack means something you enjoyed, but not as much. And box means something you dislike. Interesting. Yeah, I would say throw this game on the shelf, you know. Right. I I will always uh, remember this experience. Like, I, of course, like playing it with my girlfriend was a really like a big bonus for me just because of having someone to be like that character. That one's from the movie. This person has this relationship. And it just really like helped me appreciate the game a whole lot more. I think it is what it as it is, is a very solid 1995, I think, just JRPG and, you know, it's something we don't get much of. You know, we obviously get a lot of old style games right now um, with like HD 2D stuff and a lot of games, you know, echoing Chrono Trigger yeah. um, with Chained Echoes. But uh, it's fun kind of going back to this, like what the one person said in the comment, basic JRPG, because <laughs> that to me is a huge compliment <laughs> because there's nothing better to me. Something like Final Fantasy four, like you said, it's just here's the game. Here's the characters. We're not going to bog you down with a bunch of like percentage numbers. We're not going to for- make you do a bunch of stuff. We're just going to let play the game and the game. You know, the monsters you encounter will challenge you as you can, as you go on. If you want to grind, just walk back and forth for a few minutes <laughs> forever. You know, you, yeah, you don't need to try, you know, you don't need to find a better percentage boost, find a, you know, Go dig an armor that will give you a 15% elemental bonus damage. You know, no, just it's simple. And I love that. So, yeah, I do too. I mean, sometimes it's nice just to go back to a 
different style of game, and that's what this was. And I think I need I need that every so often. Totally, I think a lot of games are overcomplicated now, which not as is, is not always a bad thing. But I like the simplicity. And I was just I was in the right mood for this, and it was nice that this kind of came along. And for me, it really did kind of give me like a different after playing Paper Mario not that long ago. It really like it reminded me why I mean, I, I didn't enjoy Paper Mario as much, but why I really loved RPGs like I love this style. I love yeah. SNES so much. And it was nice to have that back. <laughs> yeah, totally. So agree. I think that, oh, and I should introduce what we're talking about next week. Uh, next week, I'll be talking about God of War 2005, the PS2 one. So all oh, the classic, the OG. Yeah, I, mean, I just yeah, going back to that, I haven't played it in years. So I thought, eh, let's give it a try. It's it's probably been since 2005 <laughs> for me. I played it in 05 around that time. And then I played it. I played it before uh, after that at some point, And now I'm going back to it and playing it again. So it, it, it's still holding up, though. Really? I'm almost it's, okay, I'm cool. almost done with it. It was. It was kind of nice to have a short game after playing this thing. So. Oh, oh yeah, I'm sure. That's yeah, fun. God of War One's pretty short, from what I remember. Oh yeah, I almost yeah. beat it yesterday. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, God of War Two is one of the one I like. You know, played like five times. So. I've never played God of War Two all the way. Really? Oh, you're in for a treat. I hope it still holds up. <laughs> so I'm sure it still does. Yeah, that's a fun one. Yeah. All right, and Chris, where can people find you at? I am at the pretentious nerds. My code name there is Chris Dick Arson. Uh, and uh, yeah, we've been out for a little while, but we're coming back with a debate. Um, so with Final Fantasy 16 coming out and all the JRPG drama happening, um, I will be debating someone who hates what Final Fantasy has turned into. And okay. I and I love everything about Final Fantasy. Um, and I, you know, love I love what it is turning into, and I love what it was. So I'm having that debate, uh, and yeah, look out for that. Okay, that's awesome. And there will be a link in the show notes for that. And if you want to hear other JRPGs that we covered, I'm going to put together a list. So in the show notes, there will be a list of other JRPGs from SNES area that we have covered. So if you're looking for more episodes, you can find you'll be able to find them all in there. And maybe not just SNES, but I think I'll put Chrono Cross in there. Just some other ones, so give me more stuff to listen to and make it easier to find stuff. So I'll be in the show notes. Also, if you want to support the show, we do have a Patreon. For as little as dollar, you can vote in our Patreon poll right now. The poll is Marvel movies that Mike has never seen. It's either Daredevil, Elektra, Punisher Warzone, or Hulk 2003, the Eric Bana ones. I've never actually seen that, so you can definitely go take a look <laughs> at that and help us. That's cool. I've never seen the I've actually never saw the 2007 Hulk movie. I've only ever seen that 2003 one. 2001 is fine. It's a decent movie. Yeah. Really? It's, <laughs> it's, it's in a hard spot because you they won't like Paramount owns part of it. Disney doesn't. So it's not a Disney plus. And yeah, it's a weird it's a weird situation because yeah, it's early sure. on before they cemented everything. Yeah. So, all right. And want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro courtesy of Helena at Hell Has Fair. You can follow her on TikTok. Definitely go check her out and let her know I sent you. She'll tell me. <laughs> and if you, want, if you want to talk with us, we do have a Discord. You'll see a link in the show notes. Please join our Discord and chat with us. And also, we have a shout out to my buddy, Bill Tucker, who started his own podcast, Gamer Looks at 40, where he interviews people, helping do games affect their lives. So definitely go check him out. you see the link in the show notes for his show, too. And I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. See you.